Do you need tips to design your home or step up your aesthetic? We do live in an Instagram world. I get it. Luckily, my guest today can help. She's a prop stylist and a designer who has worked with some of the world's biggest stars and even helped me design my home. I think where things get weird, it, there's a difference between having eclectic belongings and having hodgepodge belongings. Things that kind of reflect your personality and that you kind of see and, and make you happy, um, you should buy and bring home. But, you know, like people can really hodgepodge their homes because they're like, oh, a friend was getting rid of this sofa and a friend was getting rid of that, you know, or I found it on the side of the road. From our conversation, you'll learn how to develop an aesthetic, tips for designing your home, and how to blend your design taste with your partner or anyone you're sharing your space with. Welcome to Lauren Conrad asking for a friend. Today's guest is prop stylist and designer Kate Martindale, and we'll be talking all about personal space and design. So I had worked with Kate for many years, and when I bought my condo in Beverly Hills, I I knew that she was very much in line with my taste, and she got it, and she was someone I trusted. So I was planning to completely gut the place and start over, and I had her come in and help me pick everything. So down to hardware, every knob, you know, paint colors, wallpaper, furniture, everything. And we had so much fun doing it, but it was a really interesting experience because I was moving into the place with my now husband, William, and I had never really experienced compromise like that before. I had always kind of gone into a space and, and designed it all on my own and made choices on my own and done whatever I want, but this was kind of an, a new space for me. And Kate was so amazing at guiding us through the whole process and kind of addressing both of our needs and, and figuring it out. So she was great and we had so much fun. To be fair, William definitely let me go way more girly than he would have liked to, but it was really a cool experience to go through with Kate. And since then, she's actually gone on to help me with a book that I released called Celebrate, and that was really fun. I just love collaborating with her. I think she's extremely talented and just really fun to be around. So now a little more on Kate. Kate Martindale has been a prop stylist for over 20 years, and in those years, she has styled food, created sets, and designed several homes and restaurants. She helped create many well-known cookbooks, working with celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Hudson, Curtis Stone, Joanna Gaines, and like I said, she also helped me with my book, Celebrate. Kate lives in LA with her daughter, Bella, son, Cade, and her fiance, Sean. You'll hear from our guest in just a minute, but first I'm gonna tell you about our sponsor. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients to your door so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. HelloFresh does all the meal planning, shopping, and prepping so you can focus on a healthier you and a happier family. Get seasonal, simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door every week. With HelloFresh, you can spend less time meal planning and making trips to the grocery store, so you can get back that time and do more of what you love. All of their meals come together in 30 minutes or less and call for less than two pots and pans, which makes cleanup really easy. They have three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, 
with the option to switch between when your tastes change. HelloFresh helps you get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone by discovering new and delicious recipes. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash ForAFriend80 and enter ForAFriend80. It's basically like receiving eight free meals. You'll get $20 off your first four boxes. All right, let's get into the conversation with Kate Martindale. So... In looking back, trying to think, <laughs> trying to kind of recap our history together, I was trying to figure out how long we had worked together. I know. I still don't know exactly. I think it's about eight years. It is eight. It is eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're a better yeah. friend than me. I went back in Instagram because that's how I measure time now. I look at like, I'm like, okay, I know it was this day or this event. And then I right. look back at the date. Was it the photo shoot we did together at an orange, the house with the orange grove? Yeah, I, when in trying to think back, I was like, I know it's been about eight years because the one of my first memories with you is is at a photo shoot, and I was getting I had a date that night, so I know that yep. I wasn't with William, and it was probably like a year before I had met him. You told me about William at your Fame. What was the book launch? Oh, Fame Game. Fame Game. That's where you told me about William, and. And I met him that night. Oh, my parents also met him that I night. I remember that. And I introduced them and then I walked away and he's like still not forgiven me for it. <laughs> but you know Your what? parents are nice. They're super nice. But like he, poor William had a cold. <laughs> he had a cold that night. He had taken some some cold medication and taken a nap, which is like a terrible combination. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was like, our conversation sort of sounded like the Californians. He was like, did you take the 405 up? Or they just like discussed like a route. And I remember my dad was like, really, this guy? And I was like, I promise he's in law school. He's really smart. He was like, you sure? <laughs> and like, he's ne- just brain dead right now. Well, then the next time he met him, he was like, oh, yeah, he did not make a good first impression. He's like, he's a lot smarter than I thought he was. So I remember was... him having a cold too that night. Yeah, it's he was the not feeling thing. well. I can't believe he came. No, he's like me. We're introverts. Like, if any excuse not to attend something and we're in, or he was a- in I should love. say out. I know. We he was in love. That other. was new. I know. Anyway, sorry. So that was, I was thinking back and I was like, oh God, I've known, I've known Kate for so long. I've known her since I was like living in the dating world, which just feels like several lifetimes ago. Yeah. Eight years is a long time. Yes. So, okay. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is just your job in general, because it's a really interesting job. And you're one of these people who is really good at, fa- at something and they've found something they love and they're able to make it their career. And you know how rare that is. That is rare. You're like me, where we feel lucky to go to work every day. And yes. we love what we do. And it's so cool. And I think being a prop stylist is such an interesting job. It's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Every project is different. Except for when you're working with me, because it's all blush and flower. <laughs> it's that's even changed a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I, listen, the cons- the consistency is is. Part I think of the you appeal. and I. I think you and I have grown together. <laughs> we have. Yeah. It's funny because my friend was just saying to me that your and I style is very similar, and I was saying that's why I can like blindly trust you because you just get it, and I'm never worried. Where like a lot of other people I work with, while they're very talented, I'm just so specific about everything. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, tweak this, do this. I just know you're always going to make things very beautiful. So it's it's we very have, nice for me. <laughs> we we have the same. I love that we have the same aesthetic in so many ways, but. 
a, a cool part about it is too is you have trusted me. Oh, thanks. Being man. yeah, seriously, like being a prop stylist, I, a lot of my jobs that are difficult, it's because the client doesn't trust me, mm-hmm. and then that makes me second guess myself, and that's when I start um, making mistakes. So basically, like when I'm micromanaged, I don't succeed. I can't, so, I can't imagine doing that because you're like me. You're like a very creative person. And even on set, like you will stray from the original plan, which is totally fine with me because I know it's always going to look fantastic. But you'll be like, what if we do this? What if we do this? Mm-hmm. And I know that like if you're not trusted, that's a difficult thing to do. Well, you just – you don't do that. You don't offer anything up because you're waiting – you're waiting more. It, it's it, it's a, it's an absolute formula I've noticed from job to job, even doing this 20 years later – from job to job, if I have a client that literally will tell me how to set something up, how they want it to look, how instead of saying, this is the vibe we want, this is kind of what we're going for, here's a couple of pictures that we want to inspire you, if I do it that way, it's always better than they ever expected. But if I – I'm sorry. Which way did I say that? <laughs> you're you're saying if you're allowed the freedom to yes. do it your way, it always turns out – they're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because I'm, I am I then do think out of the box. But when I'm told exactly how to do something, I'm just waiting to be told. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, I did this. Now what? And it, it's because I'm insecure about how they are are wanting me to behave. And so it becomes this whole weird thing and it's – it still amazes me that people do that. I'm like, you hired me for a reason, yeah. but it's, it's really hard. I just know from working with you that that when when you kind of go off script, that's where the good stuff is. Exactly. Like that's where you get – It's like an actor. You don't want it to look like the inspiration photo. Right. Someone right, already right, did right. that. Like exactly. let's do our own thing. Let's get creative. And mm-hmm. I like that's what – that's your value. That's what you're there right. for. Like anybody can go to a, a prop – store and pick up exactly what they asked and do exactly what they asked. But I feel like, yeah, Yeah. like have you, you watch a movie and there's a really funny scene in it. Mm -hmm. You always hear later that that scene wasn't scripted that way and that the actor just ran with it. And it was a very impromptu moment. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was the funniest thing ever, of course. And I think it's just when someone who is, you know, I'm very seasoned at my job, love what I do. So I take it seriously, but also know that there's this insane creative element to it and when I'm just like you know set free and that it's more fluid than when something is constructed and micromanaged it becomes much more constricted creatively so that's that's the difference but what's crazy is people still don't understand that that ma- yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And you know what's really funny is <laughs> that you say that about movies. My favorite thing is when I find out that um, a slap wasn't in the script. <laughs> I don't know why. It happens all the time. They'll be like, oh, she wasn't supposed to hit him. And I'm always like, it's the only time you can get away with just hitting someone in the It's hilarious. <laughs> it's also funny because they weren't expecting it, so you see a yeah, real reaction. But, like, that's awesome. I, I would do that. I'd I be know. like – I can just hit someone and, like, I'll be praised for it. <laughs> How many situations can you hit yeah. someone in the face? I mean, I shouldn't be promoting violence here, but it's I don't funny. think they ever hit them too hard. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So, yes, this makes perfect sense to me. And, and so that's interesting because that was one of my main questions I had for you is just, like, how you interpret what a client wants because I've, like – when I work with you, I'm pretty involved, not in like a micromanagement way, but like I just love to watch you. 
and I have fun with you, and we do flea markets together, which we're well overdue. Yeah, we are. These kids I know. get in the way of everything. I think Liam's actually at the age where I can take him, and he'll he'll have fun there. I mean, he'll break some stuff. No, he'll be but... miserable. It's too hot. <laughs> no, they're, I know. they're all in like asphalt. Even I mean, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's hot. Been, no, it's nice. I don't know where you're going. He's a beach baby. He loves the sun. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he's got a he's got a better tan than me. He will he will slow down your spending, so that could be a good thing. That's, yeah, know, that's probably you can't really shop when you you also like I have his car seat in there, so I can't lay down the back of my car for any furniture. No armoirs. Yeah, no armoirs. No no big, rocking chairs. No big couches. <laughs> yeah, so I I think that's my biggest question is like when you how do you interpret what a client wants? Like, are they usually? Is it just depend on the client? It depends on the client. There's trends with mm-hmm. with every, you know, obviously, like, there's not just trends in, in home decor or colors or feels. But right now, like, the big trend with all of my clients is they want very, very real life. They want things messy. They want, like, scattered papers or they want, like, the plant that, you know, isn't the doesn't look like a manicured plant or they mm-hmm. want, you know, the talent, the actual, you know, models – to have disheveled clothes. And so I'm finding right now that that's like the big trend is that people want super relatable objects and a vibe in a home. They don't they don't want everything to look like it's, you know. They want it, it to look like lived in. They want it to look lived in. And, and so the, the best way people are saying that to me right now is we want it unstyled. And I'm You're like. You're oh, cool. I'm a stylist. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to undo what I normally do and you I know. think sometimes it takes more work to make something look look that way. Hundred percent. And by it's the way way harder. It's so up your alley. I feel like that's you're you're so in trend right it's now. Fun. Okay. I know. That's what you do. I feel like all all of the items you style with are found. They're not They are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of the things that I love about your vibe is that it's very timeless. It's like it's not you, – you use a lot of vintage pieces, but you still make the overall aesthetic feel modern, which I think is very hard to achieve. Thank you. Yeah. That's nice. And just coming from your house, I mean, that is just my dream to live in a place like that. And I love that it's not just like your job that just flows into every area of your life, which is so cool. This is something – and this is more like interior design, but I think it, it really applies to you because for me – looking at an empty room is the scariest thing ever. Like I've moved so many times and I've taken furniture pieces with me and I'm usually, you know, I'm I'm working a, I'm working with something. There's usually flooring there to work with or some sort of like architectural element. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not nothing but it's pretty blank and that's so scary to me. Like I right. first of all I never measure. I just order, which is why like <laughs> I know this about you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. It's so bad. It kills what William's like, measure what is it? Measure twice, cut once. Yeah. And I'm like, that'll fit. You're like, it'll be fine. <laughs> Let's eyeball it. So that that to me is scary. When it comes to like apparel or putting together an outfit, I love a blank canvas. I'm right. like, let's start from scratch. Let's, you know, a little inspiration is nice, but like come let, let's let's recreate this. I recreate every single season or, or month if right. when it comes to Kohl's. But for some reason, like when it comes to interior decorating, that's just not how my mind works. So uh, it's so interesting to me, people who can look at a, a blank canvas, which you literally do because you build sets from mm-hmm. nothing. So mm-hmm. you have nothing to work with. So where do you start with that? Like how, what is the first thing you do when you look at an empty room and you're like, I'm going to decorate this? Um, it's definitely has to do with what already exists and I can't change. 
So because I'm not an architect, because I can't knock down walls or, I mean, I can suggest those things like for when we did your condo. It's not structural. (laughs) Knock it down. I love to knock down a wall. It was like we, you know, and your dad obviously was so smart about all of that and Mm -hmm. helped us. And and that was just a shell. So that was a little bit easier because we we picked out flooring. We picked out air conditioning vents. We picked out, you know, doorknobs, all of that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. It has so much to do with the client, obviously, and what they've expressed that they want. But what what about like if you're doing a space for yourself? Because like, oh, for me, yeah, oh, like I, I, I'm just saying, like, how would I apply? I'm I, this is a selfish question. How do I apply this to my own life? It's really difficult for me to tell someone how to do it because where I live now, I went and saw it the minute I walked in. That wall, when you come up my stairs, and there's a gallery wall there, that was it, that took me ten seconds to decide. Like 10 seconds, I was like, there's going to be a gallery wall there. When I do it for other people and how I would tell other people to do it if they feel uninspired or they're moving into a new place and they don't know, my the first thing I always tell everyone is get a bunch of magazines. Go through magazines. You don't say go on Pinterest? I You're don't. old school. I am. Magazines. Don't ask do me my tears. age next. You know what? I love That actually Pinterest. is on my list of questions for every guest. I think it's important <laughs> that we discuss. Really? No. Oh, what? Am I a okay. monster? <laughs> No, I I think magazines because I find that like if you go on Pinterest, you kind of get a lot of times the same looking. It's almost like they've pigeonholed you into something as to where if you look at magazines, you can go to like Barnes and Noble and there's so many different types of magazines out there. Um, It's also like very current. And I also find on Pinterest a lot of times that it is very um, geared towards one trend as to where magazines, they're, they're going all over the world and shooting homes. So you might see a home in France. You might see a home in Italy. You know, you might see a home in, in Charleston, you know, South Carolina. And it's they're much it's much of a, a, a more eclectic view unless you go on Pinterest and you're like houses in France yeah. or, you know. This is a I don't know. Search. I like sitting on the floor with a glass of wine and going through magazines and books. It's literally one of my favorite things to do. And it's actually something – that a creative director, when I was an intern, I wasn't even being paid to style yet. Every time we had a new project, she would call the stylist into her office. We would sit on her floor, open up all these books, find images we love, kind of leave them to that page, and we would layer them, and we would do the same thing with magazines. And it just felt, I think because styling is such a tactile kind of occupation, the feel of like actually going through magazines and books and, and you know, turning the pages it's very tactile too and I really mean that that sounds kind of hokey but I really mean no, like no, it makes perfect the sense. process of that as to where when I sit on my computer I'm just like it, it's like a one focus thing and I'm not moving and mm-hmm. you know I, I and the other thing is and I love Pinterest but but I sort of do what I do is a hybrid I do Pinterest and I print all the images out yeah I love that I have to because like a Pinterest board I'm not looking at the whole picture right and I right. need I, I'm I came from like I came from design school and like we, and magazine you know what I mean like yeah. we love an inspiration board yeah so everybody does um yeah so I need to, I need to print them out like I have my that what is that like Photoshopper the like the straight edge yeah it's and then you like cut, you like, cut it whew. yeah 
They always had it in classrooms where I'm like, this shouldn't be in a classroom. Yeah, but I, I do had this. them like all taped up on my wall. I have to. And I do tell um, you know, Pinterest is, is a, a good combination. Mm-hmm. I just don't think everything is on Pinterest all the time. And I just think there's something, even if you're like sitting down like with a partner, like let's say you want to move in with a partner and you sit down and you're, you know, you're like, let's sit down and do this together with a glass of wine. It can be really fun. But I think once people kind of do create their own mood boards for for that blank canvas of a room, mm-hmm. it helps to narrow things down. I I just think where people get into a lot of problems is they have too many options. There's that makes so sense. many. And and thank you, Kate, for that segue of <laughs> moving in with a partner. <laughs> so just a little background on Kate. Kate helped me um, design my condo that I moved into with my now husband, William. And we completely gutted this place. And it is, I, it's still my favorite home that I've ever lived in. It was so beautiful. And it's funny because the sale of this place went through on, on William and I's second date. And um, we were starting to do plans. And I, I knew that William was my person, but it was like too early for me to say that to him. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Yes. So I, <laughs> upstairs I had this, oh God, it was a dream. My closet now is so sad. <laughs> it's shared with William and it's small. Yeah, this closet was, was like a dream closet with the glass doors and it was lit up when you would open them and it was spacious. It was so beautiful. And it led into another room um, which was supposed to be my glam room because I purchased this place for myself as a single woman. And it had um, three different stations where I could do hair and makeup. It was going to be so beautiful. But of course, I mean, I think we were several weeks into dating. I redesigned it as an office, a study for him. Mm-hmm. Or um, a man cave. As we... It was kind of a man cave. It was a beautiful room. It was, it was, a, it was that's the most man cave cave I've actually because it went through the closet and it yeah, had a it window. Was a cave. It had, but it, and it, it had that window, but mm-hmm. it was it was kind of dark and moody. And well, it's because it was one wall was entirely bookshelves and cabinets of yeah. uh, dark walnut, and the floors were dark wood, and mm-hmm. then the other walls we wallpapered with that um, it had birds on it. Didn't no, it, it had uh, it was it was dark. It's like almost like a dark brown gray, and it had um, bronze. It's this sounds tacky. They're pear trees. Pear trees. Long. Oh, you, they almost look like long birch trees, and yes. they just had little pears hanging from them. And those, and when the light hit them, it was like a little bit bronze. Shimmer. It was very, very beautiful. And we had that yeah. dark, the dark leather couch in there that we had found together in a flea market. Mm-hmm. Kate went through the. Pro- Anyways, that was a really long way of saying <laughs> that Kate went through the process with William and I when it came time to furnish. And at that point, we were well into our relationship and had no problem arguing in public. Um, and I remember one moment, but it still makes me uncomfortable, and we were in um, HD Buttercup. Yep. And we had an argument over a pink pillow because he was like, please don't fill this house with pink. <laughs> like, this is a shared home. And I was like, I love pink. And you, like, Kate had to excuse herself from the store. <laughs> and we really, like, William and I never like, fight. I'm just going to walk away. But this was like a moment. It was just like it came down to this pink Furry pillow. <laughs> right. And I but think it, you it, were so good about combining our styles, and that's so challenging when you're you're moving your stuff in. And I still have a giant velvet Elvis hanging in my garage, and it's called Compromise. Yes, it is. It's technically in our home, so he but can't But you, you actually uh, were a role model for me for that project because you said uh, to me, as much as I want to live in a pink cupcake, I love William and want to live with William more. And Aww. it that was it was such an epiphany moment for me because I was like, wow, 
wow, she really like <laughs> she likes him more than pink. <laughs> she likes him more than pink, but that that lesson for me, I, I, believe it or not, was like injected like with a syringe into my styling tactic moving oh. forward because I do, you know, I do do a lot of homes and things and people have a very difficult time compromising and I have literally used that lineup. I'm like, do you love the the pillow more or do you love your partner more? And it sometimes it just comes down to that. So I'm really glad that we could <laughs> be that lesson Seriously, for you. It was amazing. Yeah. And I, I think that you I mean, do you think there's a trick when it comes to combining kind of different styles that they're really different? Like if if a guy like William definitely likes cleaner, more modern mm-hmm. and I, you know, I like all all the vintage I've actually softened up a bit. I mean our middle ground kind of tended to be like mid century modern. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's both. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately became so trendy. So now I'm like in the process of getting rid of all of it. But like, is there, a, what would you say is, is the advice you give to people besides like, you know, persons, your person's more important than your stuff. Like, yeah. what's the advice you give to them? Is it like a pick your few favorite things or? I, I, I definitely think it's, you, you both get to pick like three items that really matter to you and you somehow it's it's just a compromise. That's all it comes down to. You're like, okay, I really hate that piece of art, but your mother gave you that, and we have to hang it on the wall. So it's going to go in a room that maybe we not we don't sit in all the time. I think it's just a real conversation. Um, I do think it's a real problem with people. They really it's hard. It's really really hard because if you really hate something and you have to live with it every day, it's difficult. I also think people soften up over the years about their stuff. Like at first when you're merging, it's almost like you don't want to give in to everything because you're like, oh, now this is just your place and I'm living here. And people get really strange yeah, about it. Yeah, that is hard when yeah. when you're not moving into a new place together, but right. you're combining things and it's because you're possessive. You're like, this is my home. You're coming. You're. A, it's almost like you feel like a guest. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel that either way. Sometimes I really think it's great to scratch both places, move into a brand new fresh place and compromise that way. But if you can't do that, I think it's just like a matter of softening and making compromise and then really looking at the object and saying, you know, I know someone gave you that, but is it worth having around? It's ratty <laughs> or it's like faded. Your stuff is or, ugly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you have to admit, like, when your stuff is yeah. ugly, you can't yeah. just say, I want it just because it's sentimental. Like, if it really doesn't add value to your space, like, maybe wrap it up and, you know, store keep it. it and store it. But, and then it gets lost. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny about compromise and and – you know, we share like a love of aesthetic and like yes. my space, like I kind of obsess over things. We have in our home now, we have these vaulted ceilings and we have a room that's very dark. And I think that the room would really benefit if we painted the ceilings white. They're currently oh. like a mid-tone wood. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. William feels really good about the current color. Mm. And he asked me a couple nights ago, I don't even know how this came up, but he said, he said, if I died, how long would you wait to paint the ceiling? <laughs> and I, like, didn't even blink. I go, probably about a week. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, it's a great way to wor- work through a, a so grieving p- process is by painting. I think, yeah, I think we were watching a movie, and it was like some someone died. He was like, how long would you wait if I died? And I was like. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you ask him what his reason is for not wanting to paint it? He says he likes the way it looks. Okay. You'll hear more from our guest in just a minute, but first I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. 
Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. It's a great way for you to discover new scents without having to buy an entire bottle. And they have something for everyone with more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from each month. Have you ever purchased a big expensive bottle of perfume only to realize that you don't really love it? With Scentbird, you have the option to switch up your scents constantly and wear different perfumes throughout different seasons. It's also a great way to just try out a scent and see if it's for you. With an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. So go to scentbird.com LC and use my code LC for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird.com slash LC to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. So now you know a little bit more about Kate, we're going to take some questions from you. You'll hear Kate's tips on how to create a cohesive look, the most important pieces to invest in, and the best places to find home decor that you can customize. All right, so I like this question because I I do this exact same thing. Uh, Kelly said, I find myself buying things I like, but then I take them home and they don't all go together. How do you pick a style and stick with it? Creating a cohesive look is hard. I do this. I'm like a little pack rat where I'm like, if something has charm, I mean, especially at like a flea market, but I'm like, I love this, I love this, I love this. And that's why I have like cabinets full of just stuff. Yeah. I mean, I remember shopping at a flea market with you and you would hold it up and and a couple of times I'd be like, no. And you're like, I'm buying it anyway. (laughs) I'm like, okay, cool. Because it brought me joy. And honestly, I think, I know. (laughs) And I've taken her method and I've just... I've I've done bad things with it. I'm like, this all brings me joy. (laughs) No, I actually disagree. I actually think that you should always buy things that that bring you joy. uh, People say this to me all the time. I think where things get weird, there's a difference between having eclectic belongings and having hodgepodge belongings. Oh, tell me. And Well, things that kind of reflect your personality and that you kind of see and and make you happy, um, you should buy and bring home. And surround yourself with those things. Hodgepodge things are like where your friend's like, I'm giving this away and I'm giving that away. And you take in like every like homeless piece of, you know, pillow, teacup, whatever. I, I, I have seen people do this to the point that they are living with a hodgepodge it's a burden of, of crap. Yeah, because I hope I can say <laughs> that word on this. Yeah, but, I, think, I think we allow crap. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. Ooh, we're yeah. so edgy. I know. <laughs> well, you know what a potty mouth I am, anyway. Ooh. But but you know, like people can really hodgepodge their homes because they're like, oh, a friend was getting rid of this sofa, and a friend was getting rid of that, you know, or mm-hmm. I found it on the side of the road, and then it really whoa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are people fighting? Oh, nothing, people, nothing upholstered, I hope. You go into people's homes and you're like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, I found uh, – you wouldn't believe like I, the back alleys of Beverly Hills on garbage day and oh, I man. found that. Yeah. And then people wonder why their homes have no cohesive like beautification to them. So I think being eclectic, if you pick a style, even if it's like you know a couple of different styles, like you could be mid-century with your grandmother's china on the table, but it's all vintage. That's a really lovely style. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be really careful if you are being super modern and buying everything from West Elm, and then you have you know just these rare 
unusual pieces of like that one vintage cabinet it can look a little out of place. So that makes sense. It's kind yeah, of don't take stuff just because it's available. Right. Yeah. Like really think about it. And also think about like, do I need that? Or you know, do I have a use for it? If you like it, but you really have no use for it, like it's a it's literally like an ottoman, but you don't know, don't take it. I don't. think that's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, just say no. Yeah. You know? Okay. I like this question because I this is something that I I kind of had to learn. Kenny, I love when the gentlemen send in. Yeah. Because it's every once in a while, and it's always a really good question. Thanks, yeah. Kenny. So Kenny said, uh, when shopping for decor that speaks to our personality and style, what pieces are best to invest in, and what pieces are best to find at, say, a local Target? Okay, number one. Or Kohl's. <laughs> Sorry, Kohl's. <laughs> number one. Yes. Number one piece. You Tell should me. always, 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 Can always I guess? Yes, invest in is a mattress. Mm, I mean, you cover a mattress. So we're talking about like no, that's a comfort. You spend like a lot of your life on a. Ma- we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, what's your mattress thing? is definitely important because that's twelve hours or six hours a night, right? I was like, you're getting twelve hours. I a know. Night. I know. Dang. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> sofa, your sofa is the number one piece you should invest in. Oh, yeah. I, do, I mean, I don't do I, that. You know what? I go. I love sofas. I actually go through them. But most people I know look for a sofa to last them for at least five years. Mm-mm. So, I think that I know. I now, know. does that apply? I have dog. I have dogs and a small child. Right. So you would so buy a leather sofa. That's what people. I have a leather sofa, but I yeah. can't have all. I have you know yeah. multiple sitting rooms. I slip I cover have, sofa. I can't do it. Yeah. I buy. I buy a nice – it's a nice couch, but I got it on sale, and I was, it wasn't too expensive because I know it's going to get ruined. Yeah. I mean, people really worry about, like, dogs and children on their sofas. And husbands. But I, just, I, got, I, yeah. married, I married and a spiller. Cho- the, ch- the, the chocolate, chocolate right? Yeah. The Always chocolate. on the couch. Yeah. And it's okay, beige. That's what it's like a sand color. I do. I do the throw. It sneaks through the th- – I'm telling you. I try it all. Anyways. Well, here's, here's what I'll say about it. Like, the best advice I can give Kenny. Okay. A sofa is usually more money. Okay. You're going to sit on it a lot. People equate the comfortableness of a sofa to the mattress situation. So uh, you, nine times out of ten people sit on it and like, I don't like it. It's not comfortable. Okay. They want one that they can like literally watch Game of Thrones, like binge you know, Game of Thrones on for like 12 seasons. Okay. Trends of like decor pieces, flower pots, vases, magazine racks, all of that stuff goes in and out. Those are the pieces you pick up at Kohl's. Target, you know, Coles. Yeah, Coles. <laughs> exactly. I don't currently make a magazine rack, but if the demand's there, people. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like a smaller price point. Yeah, no, I know. I understand. You've got this large price point. So, so invest in bigger pieces. Invest in a big piece and make sure if you are someone who loves, pe- people know who they are. People know if they're like the person that's going to have this couch for five years or 10 years. And people know if they're the person that loves to go into Target and for, you know, a gallon of milk and come out with like, you know, three pieces of, you know. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. So those things are a lower price point. You yeah. can switch them in and out. It is guilt-free to do it that way. But a sofa, a coffee table, a good rug, um, a nice bookshelf, you know, those are things that you want to give it a I, little so bit more basically thought. basically bigger pieces that are more yes. classic that you can build trendier pieces around. Yes. And you can update the look, the throw pillows and right. really uh, – dude. Rugs make me so nervous. They make washable rugs now. A few companies make them, and they're not that bad. 
But I mean, even a dry cleaner can clean a rug. Get I, a dark I a, rug. I have a rug under my dining table. I know. I've I've gone through like three. Is that that's not the rug I gave you? Oh, that oh. rug is gone, Kate. Oh wow. Yeah, we're a messy bunch. I have a good suggestion for you okay. later about I'm, that. Is it? Well, I mean, maybe, oil cloth. Maybe a listener would also enjoy. This is this is true. Oil cloth. They sell it like you know. You I mean, you can buy it on Etsy. Oil cloth mats, uh-huh. and you can put it underneath Liam's chair, mm-hmm. and it's it'll save. Oh, I've you done know, that. I've, yeah, I, I tried. Those are great. He had like oh. a tarp. <laughs> I'm telling you, I it's. It's he like you know they like learning utensils yeah. it gets flung it's a yeah. it's not just him I spill it's I not anyway so okay I like customizing a piece and I know you do as well mm-hmm. so where are your favorite places to find pieces that you can make unique and really and 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 it can be anything from IKEA which I love to do I mm-hmm. love like it. Mm-hmm. I bought wicker chairs from IKEA and then done oh, the them. custom on the yeah yeah. And then yeah. you just reupholster the seeds. Yeah. Or I have, like, when I did um, Liam's nursery, I knew as soon as he was a couple years old, he would have loves, and I'd want to make his nursery, um, you know, represent whatever right. his interests were. So it's really neutral. But I have a few pieces in there. They're all Ikea. And I yeah. just got I, – yeah. I sanded them down, and I painted but them. But flea markets? And I replaced the hardware. Yeah. But you, flea you markets, flea replacing market. replacing the hardware, yeah. getting it reupholstered, painting it. You know, like all, I think, I think there's so many flea markets in so many states and so many places now that that's mm-hmm. always going to be my number one suggestion. Do you think a flea market over like a store where you're going to pay less for a piece? Yeah, I, I'll always go to a flea market first, and I also think you like that's also very green of you, Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all about like let's recycle. Yeah, but I also think that you should ask your parents like what's what was grandma's? Is there you know like a lot of times there's things that are actually within your family. That you're not aware of and your mother hasn't wanted to suggest because she's like, oh, you're not going to want, you know, grandmothers. But you do kind of want grandmothers because you can take it and have it reupholstered or you can paint it. So I say start there and then move to flea markets. I actually need to show you a desk because I need to put like a top on it and I want to know what it is. My mm-hmm. my When I was helping my grandma move, she had a desk. It's like bamboo. Um, oh, cute. It's like a yeah. bamboo little desk. And yeah. it was my great grandmother's. And when mm. I was moving, I was like, "This is so beautiful." And she was like, "Oh, you can take it." <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, great. So I have yeah. it in my office, but I need. I, I kind of want to put like a marble top on. Anyways, we'll chat later. I feel like most. I feel like <laughs> most need... furniture, like uh, what people really should be aware of, is most furniture in one way or another can be updated. Yeah. Painted okay. or, or knobs, you can always update. So would you say maybe like if you're redecorating, mm-hmm. maybe look at what's already there as opposed to buying something new? Yeah. Start with that, and then and then try to really if you if you're redecorating, you have old pieces. Have in mind where you want to go. Really, what is what is your finish line with the project, so that you're not just painting or doing. I've seen people do that where they just like paint something, or they're like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, and it's just it's a hot mess at the end of it. I've probably done that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm this sorry. Is my, this is my last question, and and I think it's a pretty quick answer, but I think this is important. Alexis said, what are some ways to personalize a rented space? Paint. Not, not all places let you paint. 
I've never – I've lived in 13 apartments in Los Angeles, and I've painted every single one of them. Well, aren't you a rebel? I'm only going to say that because I have gone into people's homes. Just paint it. And the number one thing that they complain about is the wall color. And I'm like, well, why don't you paint? And they're like, well, this is the color it is, and we might have to paint it back. And I'm like, well, how long have you lived here so far? Five years. I'm like, you've <laughs> lived here five years and haven't painted your space? Like, that's – it honestly, I think that's kind of insane. When you, if whether you rent, you know, the price, the homes. I, I know for a can of paint, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like it's so expensive to buy a home in LA. So so many of us do rent, and I like I have made every single place I've rented my home. I've owned two homes, but I've made every single place I've rented my home by painting it, and it's a little bit extra work, and you might have to paint it when you move out, but. You feel more settled. You really do. You feel like this is your your environment. And the other number thing, just really quick number two thing, mm-hmm. is light fixtures. Oh, that's a good one. Switch yeah, because you can, you can swap them back. You can swap them. I always put them in a box. I mm-hmm. bubble wrap them, put them in a box, put them in storage. And I put up my own chandeliers and my own sconces. And it it's insane how well it changes the the vibe that's a good point i feel like light fixtures are sort of like uh window fixtures Mm -hmm. where it's like something you don't always think about but it makes a huge Mm -hmm. difference i think that's a good point people always walk in they're like oh i love that light fixture was that here and i'm like no i replaced it and they're like but you you know yeah you you just swap it back when you're done but you're like yeah you just swap it it's it's a literal you know yeah. Four hours of going around your house and doing that. <laughs> I was that, about to so. say I've done it, but I, I just watched my husband do it. <laughs> right. Or you hire someone I, to do it. But. Yeah, I don't mess with electrical. I'm too yeah. accident prone. I think that's really good advice, Kate. I wish you had told me that a solid 10 years ago when I was moving like every year. <laughs> yeah. Every year is not, not easy to do. But no, yeah. I was a nomad of sorts. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you. That this was is- this was fun. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. That was educational. I never get you one-on-one like this. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know we're always on set with lots of people. Yeah, but this, this is awesome. This is great. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and to my wonderful guest, Kate Martindale. I hope we gave you some helpful hints to design your space and create an aesthetic. For more information on Kate, you can follow her on Instagram at Kate Martindale Stylist. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about the show. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode of Lauren Conrad Asking for a Friend. Talk to you soon.